0: Hallelujah to the son of suffering, praise God, hallelujah, praise God to the son of suffering. The son of suffering died on a cross of suffering and on Good Friday we come to that cross. That's essentially why we are gathered here this evening. We come to reflect on the death of Jesus. We come to remember it. We come to allow him to imprint it on our heart and soul anew. We come to reflect. We come to emphasize the importance of the cross. We come to rest in His forgiveness. On Good Friday of all days, of all days, we come to the cross. And one of the many blessings is that we can come just as we are. One of the many blessings of the cross. We can come just as we are. It doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter what we've said. It doesn't matter what we've thought. Not even one day ago or one minute ago. One of the blessings of the cross is that we can come just as we are. There's enough mercy and there's enough grace at the cross to cover it all. Your sin, my sin, the world's sin. And so we come just as we are. At least we should. We come trusting that mercy. We come trusting that grace. We come trusting that God will stay his justice for our present sin just like he's done for our past sin. because he already poured out his justice and wrath on the very cross that we approach. Already. And so let me encourage you this evening to come to the cross, come to the table just as you are, just as I am, as we sang a few minutes ago, just as I am. Unfortunately, we often don't. We often don't come to the cross just as we are. Not in our hearts. We often feel guilty, and we stay away, even though we're here. We stay away emotionally. We often feel ashamed and we avoid the cross. We feel unworthy and we miss the point that that's the point. That Jesus is worthy for us and our lack of worth serves to magnify his. His worth and his mercy and his grace. We often miss the point that our Lack of worth is the point. If only we'd come. If only we would approach the cross instead of hiding in the shadows, the recesses of our mind, the recesses of our soul. If only we would fall at its foot instead of looking on from a safe distance. If only we'd draw near instead of holding back. I love the words of that hymn, just as I am, without one plea Without one good reason of my own, but that thy blood was shed for me. That's my reason, God? The death of Jesus, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And and that thou bids me come to thee. call, calls me beckons me, O Lamb of God, I come. I come just as I am. I sang that hymn every Sunday from the time that I can remember to about 12 years old because it was given as the invitation song. Maybe some of you grew up in a church like that as well. It was given as the invitation song at the end of every single service. The invitation to come to Jesus, to come and be saved every Sunday for as long as I can remember in those early days. And rightfully so. Rightfully so, it was the standard invitation hymn because it captures the essence of humbling yourself before God and receiving the grace of eternal life, perfectly. Just read it. Does that not capture your coming to Jesus for the very first time, whether you realized it or not? It does, I think. But over the years... I recognize that really that old hymn and those words captures the essence of all repentance. At salvation and every day, and especially on Good Friday, especially when we focus on the blood of Jesus shed for me. The reason we can repent in the first place the blood of Jesus. And the reason that we should repent in the second place, in third place, in every place, the blood of Jesus shed for me. It's the reason we come in the first place and that's not to mention the call of Christ, that thou bidst me come to thee. It's another reason that we repent. It's another reason that we come just as we are. Echoing the inspired words of Jesus himself in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, when he said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He calls. Jesus calls. Even now, in the moment of your sanctification, maybe not your salvation, or maybe your salvation tonight, but certainly in the moments of your sanctification, He still calls. He still beckons. He still bids. Come to me. Come to me. And the implication is to come just as you are. And not just when your burdens are light, but when they're heavy. Not just when things are good, but when they're bad. When you're drowning in the course of life instead of floating. When you're crushed instead of singing. When you're crawling instead of soaring. Listen, listen. The cross of Christ echoes the call of Christ to come just as you are. Just as I am. Especially on Good Friday. If that's you, let me encourage you to not only take this to heart, but Make this your heart, burdened and heavy laden, I come just as I am. Make that your heart this evening. No matter how burdened, no matter how heavy laden, no matter how weighed down, I come just as I am. Like, decide right now. Before the table is open, decide right now. O Lamb of God, I come just as I am. If the cares of this world are bogging you down, bring them. Bring them. It's what the cross is for. If many a conflict or many a doubt are heavy on your heart, bring them. If fighting's within and fears without are nagging at your soul, by all means and any means, gather up your luggage and bring them. Bring them just as you are and leave them just as they are. That's where the relief is. That's where the rest is. Bringing your burdens to the cross and leaving them there. Lord, here I am with all my baggage. I'm trusting you with it. I'm leaving it with you. Make that your heart. Oh, Lamb of God, I come. Oh, Lamb of God, I come. Or maybe your obstacle is weakness. You know, your, your burdens maybe aren't so heavy. You're just at the end of yourself or nearly there. Hanging on by the proverbial thread. Exhausted tired. Way too many irons in the fire. Some expected, some unexpected. And you can't imagine anything else this evening other than going through the motions. You just don't have it in you. The Apostle Paul was weak like that, with some sort of thorn in his flesh, real or emotional. He pleaded with the Lord to relieve him. Is that where you are? So weak? You find yourself pleading with the Lord for relief. That's what Paul did. And and instead, instead of relief, he heard these words. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient, God said. You don't need relief, Paul. That's the implication. You don't need relief, In fact, you don't want it. You don't. Because your weakness is the perfect state for my power. My power to be granted. My power to be displayed. Your weakness is the perfect setting for my diamond. Your weakness is the perfect greenhouse for my garden. Something far better than relief. Far better. And removing the thorn causing such weakness. Listen, loved one, don't wait for the strength to come. Come and get it. Come and get it. Don't wait for the relief. Come and receive it. Make that your heart, make that your prayer, weak and needing strength. I come just as I am, just as I am. Maybe you're struggling with chronic pain. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's an injury. Maybe it's a debilitating disease. Maybe it's something for which there is no cure. And you're not only tired this evening, you're weak, physically so. Maybe you're spiritually spent. Maybe you've poured yourself out. Maybe you're emotionally depleted. Just empty. If that's you in any of those respects, it's not only okay for you to come to the cross. Hear me on this. It's imperative. It's imperative. Oh, how I preach to myself on this. You must come to the cross. There's no other way. There's no other way to find strength. There's no other way to find hope. There's no other way to overcome. And there's no other way to persevere. Physical ailment, emotional, spiritual depletion, whatever it is. There's no other way. Only God's grace can meet you where you are at. And only God's grace is sufficient. Only. Make that your heart, weak and needing strength. O Lamb of God, I come. And last, the biggest obstacle of all to the cross, the biggest obstacle of all to the table of grace, shame. Shame. Shame due to sin in our lives. Shame due to unrepentant sin. Maybe as you've walked in here, and you well know in your heart of hearts, you've not confessed it to the Lord, you've not come clean. You've not repented. And there's shame. Or maybe for you it's shame for Sin that you've long since confessed, but sometimes the memory of the sin seems more powerful than the reality of God's forgiveness. And the shame wells up. Hands down, it's the biggest obstacle to the cross. Or maybe you keep trying but but failing miserably. You you keep trying to live God's way. You you keep trying to do what's right, but you, you, you fail constantly, and shame has a hold on you so much so that you don't even want to turn back to the Lord. You, you feel so shameful to come into his holy presence. It's that bad, maybe. And it keeps you from the cross. It keeps, keeps you from renewing your repentance. It, it keeps you from resting in God's forgiveness. Loved one, if that's you, can I encourage you with something? At least your spirit is still tender. At least your spirit still feels shame. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. At least your soul hasn't become numb to your sin or even numb to the shame of your sin. At least least you're not callous to the point of not caring. So many around us in the world are that way. At least you're not deaf to the Holy Spirit's voice. Praise God for that. Be encouraged. If you find yourself in a pool of shame. But listen, don't try him. Oh, don't try the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve him. Don't flirt with disaster. Whatever the cause of your shame, ignore it and get to the cross, get to the table. Ignore it and get to the table. Don't let your shame keep you. This could be the most important thing I say all night. Hear me in this. Don't let your shame keep you from exposing your soul to the life-changing, life-giving forgiveness of Jesus. Whether for the first time or the hundred and first time or the thousandth and first time, do not let your shame keep you from exposing your soul laid bare before the King of kings and Lord of lords who died in your place and gives you the life-changing, life-giving forgiveness of God. Don't let the shame keep you. Decide right now to come as you are, ashamed and desperate for grace. I come just as I am. Make that your reality. Make that your reality. And while you're at it, recognize that shame is a liar telling you that you can't approach. And if you do, all you can do is really go through the motions because you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. You you can't come to the cross. You're too far gone, and it's not worth the fight anyway. Praise God, the the battle's already won. Don't believe the lies of shame. and realize that the only way to overcome them, the only way to remove your shame is to throw yourself at the mercy of the cross. The only way is to avail yourself of the grace of Jesus, grace that is greater than all your sin and all your shame put together. So come, burdened and heavy laden, Weak and needing strength, ashamed and desperate for grace. Come just as you are. Let's pray. Father, hear our hearts on that. And to the extent that our heart isn't there, God, would you move as only you can to get us there? God, we come just as we are, and we couldn't be more grateful on this Good Friday. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you, God, for your forgiveness. We remember you now. We remember you now for all you've done. And we bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.